Welcome to Hearing Matters with Dr. Gregory Delfino and Blaze Delfino of Audiology Services, the show that discusses hearing technology, best practices, and a growing national epidemic, hearing loss. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for Hearing Matters Podcast. Welcome back, Dr. Delfino and Blaze. Welcome back. Great to be here, Marty. Excited yeah. to be back, Marty. Can you believe episode four? Episode four. Okay, so let's kind of recap a little bit. The first three, we talked about uh, when it's kind of like maybe too late, if you will. I don't know if that's the right phrase, but we talked about we already have hearing aids or hearing loss. And we're kind of at that stage. We're talking about hearing technology that we could use. We talked about all the wonderful things that we could do to correct or to improve our hearing. Today, we're kind of switching a little bit, right, Blaze? And we're going to be talking about hearing protection, Am I correct on that, Dr. Delfino? Absolutely, Marty. So maybe it's an obvious question, Dr. Delfino, but why is hearing protection important to us? Well, Marty, you know, frequent and prolonged exposure to loud noise is one of the most common causes of hearing loss. Um, When we're exposed to um, noxious noise or loud noises, the hair cells in the cochlea are damaged, and they're damaged to the point where they do not recover. So hearing loss that is brought on by noise exposure results in permanent hearing loss, and we want to do our part in protecting the hearing that you've got. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, this is even beyond hearing technology, but those folks with normal hearing as well as those that are um, hearing impaired. Mm -hmm. Right. So This is for uh, whether or not you already have a hearing loss or you want to protect that. If we already have hearing technology or we're wearing hearing aids, this is this kind of uh, information on protection is important. Yes, Marty, absolutely. It's even more so important for those folks that are already wearing technology because they've really got a limited reserve of audition. There's it's what what is called residual hearing. And that's what we really need and want to protect so that their hearing doesn't change over the course of months or years. Yeah. So, Blaze, back to you now. Again, we've talked about this in prior shows, but again, we're focusing on hearing protection. So I'm going to ask you why, because uh, I'm reading and we've talked about the fact that hearing loss creates problems like dementia and increased risk of falling and all those kinds of things. So let's talk about why it's important in in that context. Sure. Now, when we talk about protection... You get in your car, you put on your seatbelt, you go on the beach, you put on your sunscreen. When we go into loud environments, are we wearing hearing protection? Now, essentially, being genetically predisposed to hearing healthcare, growing up mowing the lawn, putting earplugs in, going to school dances, uh, you know, wearing hearing protection, <laughs> um, any any place I was involved or not really so much involved, but exposed to noxious mm. noise, I made sure I protected myself personally. Now, when we talk about those comorbidities linked to untreated hearing loss, essentially, we want to ensure that the masses and individuals who have ears, which we all have two <laughs> ears, correct? Yes. We want to protect that hearing and, and that residual hearing that we do have left to possibly prevent any of those comorbidities linked to untreated hearing loss. Now, not taking into consideration any genetic ties to specific comorbidities, but those comorbidities linked to untreated hearing loss, let's protect our hearing now to decrease um, 
any opportunity of that occurring. I'm I'm looking at my notes and it says once hearing loss has occurred, it is irreversible. That should drive home in terms of uh, talking yes. about protection. Mm-hmm. Once you have hearing loss, it is irreversible. We can, you can work with folks to improve the hearing, but it's irreversible. Yes, it is, Barney. Right. So, um, let's talk about the environments that kind of create uh, maybe this, these noxious noises. And what what kind of environments? Let's go to you, Doctor Delfino. You know, Morty, any any prolonged exposure to noise um, exceeding eighty five decibels is considered to be um, noxious, and and uh, you're at risk for permanent hearing loss. Um, and and so that that kind of environment is what we want to avoid at all costs, and we see it. Um, you know, in factories, we see it at nightclubs. Um, Any time that you're trying to have a conversation with someone and you're at least six feet away from them and you're shouting, <laughs> that's too loud, mm. that you are in a noxious noise level. Mm. Yeah. Well, we interview folks from New York City, and I can tell you, if you walk around in Manhattan, <laughs> you're yeah. being exposed to a lot of noise, right? Yes. Place? So subway commuters, absolutely. Um, it's and it's it's that prolonged exposure um, at 85 decibels for eight hours. You are in safe zone. Anything after eight hours, hmm. being in, a, in an environment that uh, displays 85 decibels you are um you are in the danger zone in terms of uh hearing loss permanent damage occurring permanent damage correct so i could see it in construction uh since i worked at jack hammer when i was a young man um i should have had hearing protection on maybe that's why i now wear hearing technology um but i could see it really in a lot of uh folks involved with music musicians uh, right Blake? yeah so to to dovetail off that one of our one of our colleagues, uh, Dr. Douglas Beck, we were having a conversation actually at the TechBridge Machine Learning Conference about one of his colleagues who went to a rock concert and uh, was taking sound pressure output level readings at the concert, mm. and he sat all the way in the back, mm. and he was exposed to levels of 120 decibels really in the back interesting now now when we talk about distance because we have this uh, we have something called the inverse square law which we won't really get into too much here there won't be a quiz after this <laughs> thank goodness but we have a sound source said sound source it's going to be um, less intense at a hundred des- at a hundred feet right versus 50 feet okay so think of it this way yeah this gentleman was all the way in the back of the the concert hall at 120 decibels, and that is that is permanent damage right there. And most that's, individuals that's are wow. not wearing hearing protection. Wow, now, you're nodding your head, Doctor Delfino. You know, it's you can we, we are we are in a safe zone for for eight hours at 85 decibels. But as soon as we go to 100 decibels, we are safe for 15 minutes before permanent. Hearing loss starts to occur. Mm. That really drives home that point how important loud sound is over prolonged periods of time. Mm. So, uh, leading a healthy lifestyle, I didn't think about this at all, but uh, 
leading a healthy lifestyle, working out and those kinds of things, Blaze. Uh, I guess that uh, helps protect your hearing, does it? So uh, cardiovascular, when we have the blood flowing, um, it improves blood flow to your ears, which is actually through various studies good for our hearing as well so mm. let's all get on the on the <laughs> treadmill get on the treadmill today <laughs> 40 minutes a day uh, because and take care of your overall health it's amazing how the body responds and we do have that the comorbidity of cardiovascular disease which is concomitant with untreated hearing loss so there's there's been a few studies released with that but yes Something that smoke smoking as well. Oh, uh, a, yeah. a real um, um, a, a real threat to hearing sensitivity. Um, and certainly caffeine and sodium play a role as well in hearing. Um, and many times when we see patients that have a condition that's called tinnitus or ringing in the ears, we start to have the conversation about reducing sodium and caffeine and the results. Anecdotally, seem to be certainly successful. That certainly helps some folks with that. But generally, a, a just an overall health review um, with regard to hearing is is part of what we do. So, speaking of what you do, uh, where can we find more information about uh, your organization, Blaze? You can learn more about Audiology Services at audiologyservicespa.com. And today, we're focused on hearing protection. Hearing protection, which we are kind of moving forward in, uh, in everything that we're doing in terms of the Hearing Matters podcast. Yes. So let's get into um, hearing protection in terms of, I see these, uh, they look like little foam things. People stick in their ears, <laughs> you know, at concerts. <laughs> you look like Shrek when you wear them. Yeah. yeah. Please, I didn't, I'm afraid I don't use them. But um, so <laughs> that's the problem, I know. What are they and do they work? And t- Talk to me about that. Do they look like Shrek? I like. Do they work? Do they work? Yes. Do they work effectively and efficiently every single time you put them in? No. Okay. Um, Is there and are there products currently available that do a better job at attenuating sound versus the foam plugs? Yes, there, there, there is. Are there big companies out there talking about, do the big companies sell? I've not seen anything, but is there big companies that sell hearing protection products that are on the shelf or that can buy from you? Talk to me about that. Is there any general products out there, Dr. Delfina? Well, one of the, um, one of the largest is 3M, and they've been providing um, hearing protection for a number of years. Um, unfortunately, they, they've... There's been some some concern recently about their product, but that's a pretty much off the shelf kind of mm. um, hearing protection device. Yeah, so it's basically what I've seen. You know, sticking foam in your ears and well, we have we have a the foam solution is a universal solution, which is really the most popular solution. However, the issues that we get into are properly putting the plugs in your ear canal. Everyone's oh, ear canal is different, different it. size, different shape, correct? So you run into these barriers of entry when it comes to appropriately putting in the foam ear plug. Being in hearing health, we, of course, have the biased view that, well, it's also um, objectively speaking as well in terms of attenuation levels, but custom hearing protection is provides... Uh, not only greater attenuation levels, but 
you have the appropriate fit in your ear canal every single time, time after time. So major corporations who provide hearing protection to their employees and making sure that they're OSHA compliant with a custom, mm. a custom hearing protective device, these companies will not will have ease of mind in terms of I know that the mold fits my employee's ear perfectly Got it. versus down the line Got uh, it. potential, you know. Okay, well, Dr. Delfino, you spent pretty much your entire life in, 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 in hearing and uh, helping people hear better and uh, helping people protect their hearing. So I understand and I know that you, both of you have been working on some new ways, new ideas uh, in terms of helping people protect their hearing. You want to talk to me about that? We'll look to you, Dr. Delfino, sure. first. Let's take a quick break. Running a private practice is challenging, and it's especially difficult if you're using a management software system that's out of date or doesn't really fit your needs. As a former private practice owner, I personally found Cycle to be such an incredible tool that is easy to use and is really in the best interest of my patients. Cycle provides you with industry-specific workflows and features for a smooth-running front office, and if you've been listening to the Hearing Matters podcast, you will know that I believe that the front office staff is really the most important position in a hearing care clinic. Learn more at cycle.com. That's S-Y-C-L-E.com. Enjoy the rest of the episode. The, this whole concept actually um, came about by, again, with Blaze um, at my side, um, when he was a young child and I was busy doing activities around the house that were loud, I always made sure that he had hearing protection. Uh, he would mimic me, we'd wear them, and as time went on, he would continue to wear them. And it got to be a, a bit of a dialogue between the two of us um, about how each product seemed to work. The, I like these, these make me perspire more, these I can't hear as well. And so there was mm. lots of dialogue about how they felt and how they fit. Um, and then at some point in time, this must have really uh, impacted Blaze because he came back from a family vacation with an idea about a sound attenuating device that was, uh, I thought, genius. Um, something we had thought about with lots of the um, problems we had talked about um, from other plugs. This seemed to resolve many of them. And this, is the, this was the birth of a fader plug. The fader plug. Okay, so explain to me so that in case anybody is thinking the same thing, what do you mean by attenuating? <laughs> turning down sound. Got it. Okay, so turning down sound. So um, were you bored in this family vacation or something? Blaze, that you're away on this vacation and you're, and you're thinking <laughs> business. You sound like a real entrepreneur, know. you know? You're away and you're thinking about business. So, okay, uh, <laughs> that's the humor part of the program. Okay, so you come back from this, you think of your past experiences, your personal experiences, and Correct. so what occurred to you right away? Well, I was I was actually on a run on family vacation. It okay. came out of nowhere. The, the the name Fader Plugs came out of nowhere, and I came home, told my parents about it, and then when I got home and I started, this was my first year of graduate school. Um, 
We started with product development, what works, what doesn't work. But what the fader plug is, it is a custom hearing protective device that allows the user to adjust the amount of sound that enters their ear. And what the user and the wearer is able to do is turn down sound around them mechanically mm-hmm. that provides maximum attenuation. And if you're next to me, Marty, and you say something to me at a concert, I can open that up for a very brief, you know, mm-hmm. five seconds. What was that, Marty? Much easier for me to understand what was said and then close that back up. Um, this allows the patient to tune into their environment and provide not only um, attenuation, but also allow individuals who really benefit from this product, for example, a patient who is very sensitive to noise, to kind of dial in their preferred setting mechanically. Wow, this is exciting. It is, Marty. And, you know, one of the one of the unique features of this fader plug <clears throat> is that unlike any of the other hearing protection devices, which fully occlude or block the ear canal to the extent where your own voice starts to sound loud, your respiration is loud. It's somewhat distracting and disturbing. The fader plug has an aperture in it, which allows low frequency sounds to pass through without that sense of I hear my I, I hear myself breathing. Um that has added tremendously to the comfort level of wearing the Thater plugs. Again, one of the concerns about wearing hearing protection is that are they fit correctly? Will they remain in the ears? Are they comfortable? And we've hit all those marks. Wow. So this was how many years ago did this start, Blaze? 2015 is when we initially had the the Thater plug idea, worked on it while I was in graduate school, then post-graduation, um, worked on it a bit more and we're working on our launch date, but we're excited to announce that we now have a brand new website that our current and future customers can visit. And you can learn more about the fader plug at faderplugs.com. F-A-D-E-R, faderplugs.com. While you were speaking, Dr. Delfino, I thought of like a lot of technology and, and thought went into this device. I mean, it, it probably one of the reasons why it took a little bit of time to put this all together. Am, am I right there? Yeah, yes, Marty, you are. And again, it came from um, lots of um, concerns and reports and feedback from folks that were already using um, hearing protection, protecting equipment. And so when Blaze and I sat down, we talked about those things that we would want to have in a plug that we were going to wear every day. And so when it came down to what kind of material we were going to put in the ear to what the attenuators were going to look like and what, how much um, how much air we were going to allow to pass through the, the, um, the piece, it took um, a tremendous amount of time and effort and research looking at other folks' sure. um, uh, work on this as well. And it all led us to, to where we are now. Yeah, a lot of trial and error, I yes. assume. So mm-hmm. you've had to test it. You had to kind of actually feel it out, see how it feels and all that kind of good stuff. So the technology behind this is just huge. Um, so we do want to make the point, I, I, I want to go back to this point, that once hearing loss has occurred, it is irreversible. So here's an opportunity through fader plugs that you can start to do that. Now, if you're doing something as simple as mowing the lawn, should you have protection on, Blaze? Absolutely. Yes. You absolutely need to 
to wear hearing protection, and I'd love to see you and uh, <laughs> you all in fader plugs, <laughs> just because of how cool they are. And that's a, definitely a biased view. But yes, you absolutely, when you're mowing the lawn, of course, it's a not a, a mechanical mower sure, that right. you know. Right, right. Got it. <laughs> it has a it has, it has a, a, motor. a motor on <laughs> right. it. Um, you absolutely need to wear hearing protection. And you know what? Especially when you're on a riding mower. You know, mm. when I go into different um, neighborhoods and I see, and even in, in my parents' neighborhood now, if I see the neighbor mowing the lawn and they're on the riding mower, I'm thinking to myself, all right, you know, I'm, and That's there's loud. times I go over, listen, you know, put your hearing <laughs> protection. They're probably thinking, who's this guy? But um, yes, whenever you're, if you're in construction, you need to wear hearing protection. If you're a musician, you need to wear hearing protection. Um, we are actually in the discovery phase and initial phases of working with a, a university in New Zealand who we will be, um, and I'm going to have my father discuss this a little bit more in depth, working with patients who present with hyperacusis. Now, you're not... If you are in a noisy environment, you absolutely need to wear hearing protection. But there's also individuals who do present with what we call hyperacusis, and they are very sensitive okay. to loud noises. I was going to say, my father what does that mean? Okay, sensitive this. to loud noises. Go ahead, Dr. Delfino. Yes, I mean, the, that, that's exactly what that grit condition is, that some folks um, are sensitive to sounds that normal listeners um, are not bothered by, and they're bothered by it to the extent where it makes them avoid situations, they become significantly anxious, they um, mm. withdraw. Um, theater plugs allows them to go into those situations where they, at one time they found to be very um, difficult to listen in, they can now dial in a comfort level that they are happy with and enjoy the experience. We're also looking to see how well this will work with kids with hypersensitivity to noise. They're mm. in a the classroom, there's a siren going on. Having these children at least have some sense of control that they've got something in their ears that will initially attenuate some of the sounds or soften the sounds, and then if it gets too loud, they can make them even softer. So it gives these children a sense of control of their environment, certainly reduces their anxiety. Wow, that's spectacular. So you have the fader plugs in, and you can actually adjust how much you can hear by it. What does, how does that actually work? The air going through it, or how does that actually work that you can adjust it's, it? It's the design of the, the attenuator button. So okay. now there's, there's two pieces. You have your custom mold that, again, you need to visit a hearing healthcare provider right. to purchase and be fit with fader plugs. So these will not be available over the counter. You need to visit right. a hearing healthcare practitioner right. who is licensed. And then you have the button. Now the button or the attenuator, that's really our secret sauce, if you will. And just the way that the the mechanics of it, when you turn it, it's closing a gap, if you right. will. And, and um, Got it. Okay. Yeah. It's causing, it's, it's creating a sound barrier roadblock. When it's Sound fully barrier roadblock. Yep. Wow, what an education. Um, this has been great. Again, the first three episodes have been about uh, we dealt with folks and primarily who already had hearing loss, loss in the hearing technology that's now available to help them. This show focused on uh, preventing that. And again, we want to make the point that even if you're wearing hearing technology, 
you need to protect that, right? Yes. You yes. want to protect what you already have. You want don't want anything to get worse. No. Right. So so this is good. So let's make sure that we uh, have your two websites, uh, audiology and theater plugs. So you can learn more about our family at audiologyservicespa.com, and you can learn more about Fader Plugs at faderplugs.com. I think we covered it all. Anything to add, Dr. Delfino? Are we good? We're very good, Marty. Excellent. Blaze, anything to add? This was great. I'm looking forward to Episode 5. Very good. Thank you for listening to the Hearing Matters Podcast with Dr. Gregory Delfino and Blaze Delfino. Thanks again for tuning in to the Hearing Matters podcast today. I'm your host, Blaze Delfino, and on behalf of our entire team, thank you so much for the support. Truly, it means so much to us. Head on over to the Apple Podcast app and share your thoughts. What did you like most about this episode, and what do you like most about our podcast? Five-star reviews are always appreciated. And also, head on over to Instagram, hit that follow button, and let's connect. And as a team we can continue to help our community hear life's story.